What is up, everybody? Welcome to Harmonic Whiskey Tales, um, part of our little Formula One thing this weekend. Oh, that was pretty good. Yes, I'm drinking whiskey. Not too much, though. I've got to cook, so I can't get too drunk or I'll fuck it up somehow. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So this weekend is the Monaco Grand Prix. Very exciting it is, too. Um, so we haven't had the qualifying yet. I thought I'd do a little build-up to this one. Um maybe we'll talk about a few other things as well but we'll focus on this so and i mean initially obviously sad news that nikki lauda passed away a couple of days ago um so that's uh obviously been the talk of this this um weekend so far and lots of tributes coming out and stuff like that so it's um obviously a real shame because he he was taken ill um a few months well maybe six months ago i guess it was and then actually had to have a lung transplant which is a really serious thing obviously um and <coughs> um actually went well and he was healing quite nicely but still a bit unwell and um i think was doing okay and then deteriorated in the air then passed away a few days ago so all very sad so um <coughs> so yeah lo lots of talk about that and, and his career and what he's done especially with mercedes in the last few years and how uh important a part he's played in in the mercedes team that we see today and, and how dominant they are so he was a massive influence in bringing lewis hamilton to the team um i think it was actually him in the end that um persuaded him finally to to make the switch and come over to their team so um obviously great decision that was too so um yeah, so that's that's pretty um, sad news, but um, but yeah. Anyway, it's it's um, I guess you have to celebrate his life, really. And I think Hamilton's been quite quiet about. <laughs> he posted something on Instagram, and um, I could tribute to him, but he he actually asked to be excused from the press duties on Wednesday because um, it was only I guess a couple of days well, it's what three days ago now that it happened so it's obviously still quite raw for everyone um, especially for Hamilton because I think he was quite close to him so he I don't, I don't know that he just maybe just couldn't handle being in a press, press conference and obviously being asked about him and I, get, I understand it. it must have been quite difficult for him but a few people have actually um, <laughs> criticised um, him for not going on the press release like this British Formula One driver from back in the day has criticised him quite heavily for it and it just seems a bit I don't understand why someone would come out and be so critical so openly critical about I don't know being he's upset because someone else is clearly upset and traumatised by the loss of someone they were quite close to <laughs> so I just I don't get it I don't know why um this guy's come out and say it. I don't really even want to talk about it. I was really pissed off when I read this article about it, actually, and this guy just having a massive go at Hamilton for not being able to do this press conference because he was upset that Nicky Lauder had died. He was trying to say that it was it was like it was some like he was disrespecting Lauder by not being in this press conference and paying tribute to him or something. It was just like, well, it's just a fucking press conference and he's clearly upset and finding it difficult to deal with the loss of someone he was very close to so it just seems like why would someone come out and be so openly critical about that it's like is there anything this guy is being the disrespectful one by coming out and saying this stuff it's like it's none of your fucking business mate like you know you don't know the relationship they had or 
you know how close they were or you know or how he's feeling or you know it just seems you know anyway so I don't want to be too critical of it um of this guy because Hamilton's always very positive and loving about everything so I guess I want to try and um kind of follow suit but yeah this dude what's his name fucking um Watson something Watson I mean I've never even heard you make John Watson but he called Hamilton pathetic for opting out of media duties it's like fucking hell mate it's pathetic I would like to know how Lewis can justify this he says I know he was friendly with Nicky but I find it bizarre that a man of his stature would not be able to face people and tell them what Nicky did for Mercedes and give him his due credit for the role he performed like why does he have to do that at this press conference why come out and even say this it just seems like you're trying to get headlines yourself mate and take you know take the spotlight away from celebrating Nicky Lauda's death and you know I, I think actually Lewis has been quite respectful about this because it kind of just shows how much he meant to him and that he didn't really want to be in a press conference or getting asked these questions when it was still obviously very emotionally raw for him to talk about it you know so so yeah Mr James Watson I'm not going to tell you to go fuck yourself but kind of you know what it was a bit uncalled for to say that sort of stuff so you know you don't know what someone else is feeling or why they've you know why they don't want to you know talk about something like that so it's all you know death's very difficult to deal with so and Lewis Hamilton seems very he wears his emotion on his sleeve a lot he's, he's not very <laughs> good at hiding his emotion so I think he would have been very emotional about the whole thing so obviously so yeah anyway all very negative, so we don't want to be too negative about this. But yeah, I think that guy could have maybe held back his thoughts at least for a while and maybe waited till the end of the weekend, you know, because I'm sure Hammond is going to address it at some point. But he, I guess he just wants to try and focus on this weekend and maybe the best thing he can do is win this race in, in his memory, you know. So so on that, I kind of was already thinking that Hammond's going to be almost untouchable this weekend and he's already dominating the first two practice sessions that happened on Thursday. Um, so today's Friday, by the way, everybody. <laughs> so Friday, the uh, 25th of May. Um, so yeah, pra first two practice sessions, <laughs> it was a bit overcast the first, mm, for the first practice session and partway through the second practice session. Um, so m it depends, I guess, how it's going to be on the race day and quality to see how accurate these times are and how the tyres are going to perform and all that. But uh, qualifying is so important around Monaco because it's so tight and twisty and it's almost impossible to pass anyone. It is possible, but it's very difficult. So generally speaking, if you can get on pole, you've got a very good chance of winning the race. Um, and some people complain that it's a bit of a procession around here, but it's such high stakes and there's just one tiny little mistake and that's your race over. So it's, it's such a um, difficult race to drive that you kind of have to look at it in that way and maybe you're not going to expect that much excitement in terms of the racing. It's probably going to come down to strategy and people not making mistakes. And um, I mean, obviously if it rains or whatever, then that's going to throw a few, you know, spanners in the works and can make it interesting. So, um, so I guess we'll, um, we'll see what happens with that, but it's, um, it's going to be a good race. I mean, I definitely tune in and watch the um, qualifying because for me, that's what, um, 
the Monaco Grand Prix, the qualifying day is almost bigger than the race day. It's just so exciting. Um, it's a shame it can't be a bit longer, but um, but that's going to be great. So that's on tonight. Um, I'll get this episode up later. So yeah, it's on tonight. If you're in Australia, I think it starts about 10 o'clock on air, probably 11 o'clock qualifying is going to start. So um, yeah, tune in and check that shit out. It's going to be good. I'm calling Hamilton to dominate all weekend. Bottas is very close behind him. First practice sessions, Max Verstappen was up there doing well. Bottas was, they were all really like within a tenth of a second of each other. So it was super close. Um, The Ferraris were about four tenths behind them in the first practice. But you can't tell too much from this because no one's really pushing it too much. They're just trying to figure out where the grip is and how the car's performing. Uh, Renault did pretty well. They were kind of best of the rest with Hulkenberg and Haas were doing all right. Alfa Romeo. Um, <clears throat> in second practice session, when they started ramping things up, the Mercedes really ramped things up and shot, you know, shaved a second off their time from P1. And um, so they're down to 111.1, which was only two tenths of a second off Ricardo's pole lap from last year. So that's, we're going to break a lap record for this pole lap for sure. They're even reckoning it could get down into the one minute 10, low one minute tens. I'm hoping they can break the one minute 10. That would be amazing. So, um, but yeah, actually Ferrari were the next best in terms of in P2, but they were still six tenths down <coughs> on what Mercedes had managed. Um, Red Bull, very close to Ferrari. And actually the standout here is Alexander Albon for Toro Rosso. He was right up there with the Ferraris and the Red Bulls, so that was a super impressive time for him, especially considering um, the uh, Toro Rosso of Kvyat was down in 14th. Um, with a, it was only half a second in it. Like, it's super close. Like, it is mad how close it is. I mean, obviously, the Williams are quite far off the pace. Like, they're doing 1 minute 15s and Hamilton's doing a 1 minute 11. So that shows you, you know four seconds off the pace which seems to be the the running thing at the moment racing point aren't doing well either and actually Renault were well I mean they they look they're down in 17th but they're only um where are they they're probably seven eight or eight tenths down from being you know best of the rest after Ferrari sort of thing so everyone says oh they're doing so bad but it's only like (laughs) like a fucking not even a second you know so um and I don't know, I think people are reading too much into that. They're going, oh no, Renault, oh, so fucked. But they didn't get a particularly clear run um, on the track because it's super busy in terms of traffic because it's quite a short lap and um, it's um, difficult to get a clean run in with not people not being in the way and all that sort of stuff. So you have to, um, it's hard to know really. I mean, if, if Renault can get into the top 10, then we might see what Ricardo can do and, there might be a little surprise there, but the Red Bulls and the Toro Rossos are looking good. And Alexander Albon seems to be really quick around this fucking track. So he could even be pressuring the Red Bulls, possibly. That would be amazing. Tell you what, Pierre Gasly's got to ramp his game up because Albon's going to come for a seat if he doesn't um, get get quick. <laughs> like, seriously, it's going to be crazy, but... Mm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens here. I've got, got a stir my curry sauce. One minute. Right, yeah, curry sauce is looking good. I'm making a delicious 
Japanese-inspired meal with the uh, beef kind of breadcrumbed fried kind of cutlet thing that you kind of slice and make it look all sexy. And you do a curry sauce, rice, shredded cabbage, 63-degree eggs, and um, I might even do some bok choy or something, I don't know. But then you just have that on these like little separate bowls and shit, and you kind of, oh, it's fucking delicious. So I'm making that. I'm kind of about halfway through the process. I made a curry sauce, and I think I put too much... I made this like spice mix of that I kind of do mix of various different things, which I can never remember because I just wing it each time. So, but I think I put too much of the curry powder mix I made into the mix of veggies and stuff that you cook down and then you add the stock and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it tastes all right, but uh, there's something wrong. I've done something wrong. But anyway, never mind. So, shout out to all the cooks there who persist despite fucking sharp all the time because I do it all the time. But, that's how you learn these things, I suppose. But anyway, so that's very exciting, that my dinner that's coming up later. <coughs> but where were we? Formula One. So, yeah, it's going to be a... Um, I think I think Mercedes are going to lock out the front row. They're looking too dominant. But are Ferrari holding back a bit? Max Verstappen had issues in the second practice. So he couldn't really push the car much more, which is a bit of a shame for him because... <laughs> with Monaco it's all about confidence like you can, the cars are going to be really close whatever I think but a lot of this is about how big your balls are and how close you want to get to the walls and how much you want to push the car and that comes with confidence and the trick is is to gradually push it more and more and more throughout the weekend and find that limit and gradually build up to it um, so if you get scuppered part way through <laughs> one of the practice sessions then it can de- a dent your confidence and b it can kind of halt that progression through the weekend so you really need to um if you have an issue like um Verstappen had it's gonna slow down that progression for him but he is obviously really good around here so it's um i th- the, the pr- pr- third practice session which hang on six seven eight nine which is happening soon so i'm going to watch that um i probably should have waited till that happened and then i should have put this up but anyway what are you going to do um so that's going to come up and it's an hour and that's where we really see people putting in the the quality kind of stuff they've kind of figured out the race stuff already the race pace and it's so important with quality like if you put it on pole as long as you drive a good race nice clean race it's going to be impossible for someone to really pass you so you've got to um so your race pace is yeah it's important but you know not as much as the quality so we're going to see the, the third practice session is always really exciting in Monaco so I'm really looking forward to watching that so that's going to be great and actually we've got the cricket warm up between England and Australia happening today as well so I'm going to be it's a sport evening all round that's fucking amazing <laughs> and, and fucking beef cutlet and curry sauce and oh fuck yeah it's going to be an exciting night um, so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens but I think Hamilton is going to edge out Bottas I reckon because I think with the loss of Nicky Lauder and all that and with how things are progressing in the... He's not had pole for the last three races. He's going to turn it up a notch, I think. And Bottas is going to have to be ready and go with him on this because he's going to keep getting stronger throughout the year, especially after um, what's happened in the last few days. So I... I mean, I think I predicted this a few weeks back, but I'm predicting Hamilton to just 
go up to a level that he's not been to before and it's going to be amazing to watch it so I think that's what's going to be entertaining about this year is the fight between him and Bottas and what level the two of them are going to achieve because Bottas his his pole lap last the other week was just insane so it's um he's obviously got it in him to step up to this level as well so it's going to be amazing to see what happens with that and you know Ferrari and Red Bull are starting to get the hang of their car, but they're still not quite there yet. <laughs> so, but I, I, I honestly believe they are going to catch up at some point and make things a lot closer. But when that's going to happen, I don't know. And it just depends whether Mercedes can just keep improving the car as well. I just don't know. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But um, I think the surprise of the quality that's going to happen tonight is going to be Alexander Albon. I reckon he's going to split the Red Bulls and he might even split the Ferraris. I think Verstappen and Albon are going to be up there with Vettel and Leclerc and that's going to be a really close and that's going to come down to a tiny little error, you know, slightly too early or late on the brakes or slight, you know, bad line through one of the corners or carrying a bit too much speed through one of the corners. Something like something's going to flick it so that it's going to be a mixed up kind of three to seven in terms of that in those places. Haas, I think, are going to be up there. Alfa Romeo seem to be doing really well as well with Giovinazzi and Raikkonen. Their Giovinazzi stepped up and he's um, keeping up with Raikkonen now, so that's good. Um, Claren, I mean, they're they're in there. I mean, they're only two temps off you know what what Red Bull are doing so it's um it's going to be really close to see what happens I mean Norris is good around here as well so for McLaren so that could you know he could throw a spanner in the works in there as well it's going to be really interesting to see I mean that whoever gets into that top 10 shootout it's going to be a great final 12 minutes so <laughs> it's going to be really exciting so we'll see what happens with that um Racing Point I don't know was Stroll and Perez they're just I don't get it I mean they're People have been critical and like, oh, what's going on there? But they, they've they taken on a team that was in administration halfway through last year. And the, so the development of the car this year was impacted by that. So they're actually basically a half a year to a year out of place here, which is why they're suffering at the moment, because they've just not had the money to develop the car at the end of last year for this year. So they're kind of behind so I don't think we're going to see what they're really capable of until next year. Um, they've got a shitload of money behind them now, so they're going to be up there for sure next year. But at the moment this year, they're going to have to just suck it up. And I think that's the same with Renault. They've, they've you know, they've you know, they signed Ricardo, and they've got these grand plans, and they've brought people in, and the team's progressing. But this year, I think, is going to be difficult for them, um, and they have to accept that. And people are like, oh, you know, Ricardo's made the wrong move. He shouldn't have done it, and blah blah blah. But I think he's made the right move. He really has. Like, you know, it's not like Red Bull is suddenly winning races. They're fucking not. So he's only a few places down on the grid, really, and he's struggling a bit. But it's the long game for them. It's like what happens in the next few years between these teams. That's the really important thing. And I think Renault are going to be up there with the likes of Ferrari and Red Bull. So um, <laughs> it'll be great to see them do that. Hopefully they can. Um, so, you know, but maybe it'll be two years and Ricardo will have enough and then someone moves out the way in Mercedes and they sign him at Mercedes. But I don't know, there's so many other good drivers coming up through the Mercedes um, uh, young drivers program, like George Russell, for instance, who's consistently beating Robert Kubica, um, despite them being in a shit car. 
so you know maybe he'll get the nod but I don't know. anyway who knows who fucking knows so um i don't know what else we can talk about uh ferrari supposedly um they're worried they're going to compromise their 2020 car if they don't um he says they've got to address issues now on this car so that they can make that work for um, next year. But that's the whole trick with Formula One is like, what do you do? You have to obviously develop your car this year, but then next year, it's only a, there's no major rule changes. So I guess it's going to be a steady progression into next year. So, but <laughs> you have to still be thinking about next year as well. So it's like, it's just so hard and you've got to keep, finding upgrades and stuff for this year and pushing the engine and all this kind of shit. It's just, um, I don't know. There's an article about Williams. They don't want to write this year off yet because they've got mid-season upgrades coming. They think they figured out what's going wrong. That's the most important thing in a car if you're struggling with it is knowing why it's not performing. If you can figure that out, then you can fix it. So it seems like that's where they are, where they're at. And they're definitely going in the right direction, but it's going to be very difficult and it's slow for them and it's there's less money, so it takes longer to get pilled all the parts and blah, 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 you know. So they're going to get there as well, I think. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> Nico Rosberg, when Mercedes come, they come to win. Nico Rosberg has got the most embarrassing cringeworthy advert um for heineken on the um on tv at the moment where they're like come on nico it's just one like saying oh do you want a drink and he's like it's all right i'm still driving because he says even one's too much which i do agree with i don't agree with even having one in, in driving so but it's he's not an actor it's very funny so anyway um monaco gp live yeah, we've got some live chat going on. Ricardo's trying to recover. It sounds like he can. He's he's confident. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I'm just waffling here. I'm too excited about cricket and Formula One and my stake. So maybe we'll leave it there. And um, I'll be back. Um, I'll do one tomorrow morning, I think, and talk about the quali because I'll watch that tonight. I'll stay up late and do it. Go past my bedtime. Um, but then I won't be able to stay up and watch the race Sunday night so I'll do that the uh, race review on Monday so cheers for tuning in everybody and we will be back tomorrow with the review of the qualifying which is very very exciting we'll see if I've predicted it right and um, yeah give us a shout on podcast at harmonicwhiskeytales.com you, know, you can follow me on at Timmy Foodie on Instagram I should probably have a Harmonic Whiskey Tales Instagram but I can't be fucked to deal with more than one fucking instagram account really so anyway what are you gonna do so thank you very much everybody and we will be back tomorrow cheers bye